Did y'all know that hella people in the U.S., 78% to be specific, quelled their pandemic loneliness with a new pet? This includes our producer, Sonia Cho Swanson. You know what else people did? They went outside. They went outside. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, Sonia and her pandemic puppy, Harper, are going to learn about hiking together, picking up the poop, and keeping your doggy safe on the summer trails. They'll chat with Kimberly Lewis and Paula Jacoby Garrett, besties and co-authors of the book Best Hikes with Dogs, Las Vegas and Beyond. It's Tuesday, July 12, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Hi, I'm Paula. Glad to be here. And I'm Kimberly. Thank you for having us. You two wrote a book together about hiking with dogs. Tell us about that book. So I moved here um, in the mid-90s, and first thing I do when I move to a new place, I like to find what to do outside, and I look for hiking books, and there really wasn't anything available um, at that time. Now that we have a little, we have more options now. Um, So I talked to Kimberly, and we approached Mountaineers Press, and they were really excited and wanted us to do a version for dogs, which worked out great because both Kimberly and I love dogs and had been hiking with dogs. So we were excited to have that opportunity to kind of showcase being outside with your pet. And I know for so many Las Vegans, hiking is such a, a huge hobby out here. And so now, currently of American pet owners, 78% of us actually got their pets during the pandemic. Huge jump. I mean, you saw the shelters being cleared out here in Nevada too, right? So we've got a lot of new dog owners and a lot of new dog owners on the trails now. What is like the etiquette that, that we should be knowing? Well, I think another thing that happened during COVID was a lot of people went outside that hadn't been spending a lot of time outside, especially in Las Vegas. So Mm -hmm. a couple of the things to think about is definitely having your dog on leash. Most places require that anyway. Okay. And some people aren't really comfortable with dogs coming up to them or they might have a dog that isn't a dog friendly. So it's really hard for them if you if your dog runs up to them. Another thing that, as, as Paula mentioned, that a lot of people started to go outdoors during the pandemic, there are different rules for etiquette for hiking that a lot of people aren't aware of. And um, it's kind of who has the right of way, if you will. Mm. And so usually um, anybody will yield to somebody on a horse. And when you're on a narrow trail and you're going up or downhill, who steps over, who lets somebody else go past? And so it's common courtesy for the person that's heading downhill to let the person going uphill pass. Right, right. And and Paula, what about, I mean, people think, you know, a dog pooping out in nature, that poop will just sort of return to the earth. I mean, is it okay to let your dog kind of just leave a leave a dookie out in the middle of the desert? (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, actually, you should pack that out, too. Um, And that's important for several reasons, one of which is our dogs can actually transmit diseases to wildlife. So Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that we don't uh, leave anything behind that could possibly transmit disease. And then also our desert 
um, is a pretty fragile ecosystem and we don't want to be adding a lot of nutrients, adding that um, that's going to attract animals to come and smell it, maybe even eat it depending on the animal. So we want to pack that out. And I wanted to mention one of the things that Kimberly and I um, learned over the years that works out really well is our dogs carry packs doggy backpacks and um, you you get some cheap Tupperware. Hmm. And when you get that bag of dog poop, you put it in the Tupperware and then you put that in the dog's backpack. So the dog carries it out. So you're not smelling it. You're not worried about it being squished. And that way, you know, it's really easy to get rid of it at the end of the trail. Oh my gosh. I love that idea. That's genius. And that's actually great to think about because as there are more of us, more humans and more dogs getting out on the trails and into nature, we kind of need to think about how we're going to do that in a very low impact way so that we can keep on going out into nature and and enjoying it there. Are are there other ways to think about being ecologically conscious hikers with or without dogs? Yeah, there's actually, there's a program that the Park Service started and um, they started it back in 2016 and it originally started at Olympic National Park in Washington, Um, but it's called the Bark Ranger Program and Hmm. BARK is an acronym for bag your pet's waste, always leash your pet, respect wildlife, and know where you can go. And so when your when your dog isn't leashed or you allow it to chase the squirrels and things like that, you're you're upsetting that balance. And then know where you can go before you go somewhere. Check the rules and the regulations for that designated area. So Lake Mead has it. So you can go into the visitor center and you sign off on a thing that says you're you're going to follow these ethics. And um, and then you can you buy this little token. And so then the money goes back to to care for the park. And part of the literature that they give you is which trails are pet friendly. So um, so that you're you're not disturbing wildlife along the way and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of National Park Service trails are not designated for for pets. Yeah, yeah. Well, you had mentioned that Kimberly had a dog who got bitten by a rattlesnake, which is scary. It's one of my biggest fears of taking my dog Harper out on trails. What are some of the ways that we should keep our dogs safe when we're out hiking, whether that's from other animals or other kind of harsh elements out in the Mojave Desert? You know, we talk a lot about snakes and, you know, Kimberly did have that experience, um, but in reality, it's not that likely that you're going to encounter a snake. What's really likely is your your dog's going to get caught in cactus that's, hmm. you know, stepping in it or rubbing up against it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was camping once with a, I had a little dog and he actually ran through a cactus because it was dark and he didn't see it. So we had a headlamps, you know, trying to get all the spines. He had them all over his body. Oh, poor thing. I've had a cactus spine go through the bottom of my shoe before. A really heavy duty uh, tweezer will help with that. But that's probably going to be more likely than than a snake encounter for sure. Kimberly, what's, I want to hear your rattlesnake story. What happened? Uh, <laughs> I had uh, two dogs, two dogs with me. The black lab was older, um, a, a silly dopey dog that was, had the biggest heart. And so he stuck his snout down into the hole to see, to see what it was and got struck by the rattlesnake. Still, I never didn't see the snake, um, but I immediately noticed something was wrong because the dog, the lab then came and sat 
at my side and this dog never sat in the desert. It didn't like to sit on the rocks because it had a sensitive hiney. And um, (laughs) so I was like, something's not right. We went home. Uh, I put a frozen pizza in the oven. Uh, Mm. It hadn't even finished cooking and the dog's snout had swollen up um, huge. So we, we went to the vet immediately and they were able to see the two fang marks. So they were able to confirm that it was a rattlesnake bite and, um, and start treating with the antivenom immediately. But the poor guy was in the, in the emergency vet for several days and it was, um, oh. it was not the cheapest, um, All right. cheapest stay, but it, yeah. he came out of it. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. I mean, so, is there, is there anything you can do in that moment? Like, you know, you see in the movies when they just sort of like suck the venom out no. of a, You can't do that on the trail. No, I mean, if you can do anything, it's look to see what the snake looks like so that you could tell somebody um, at the vet or what color it was, that type of thing. But don't put yourself in more risk of making the situation worse. Leave and go get medical attention. Don't don't pull an Indiana Jones. No. Just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OK. What, what else could dog owners do to keep their dogs safe on the trail? So having a pair, a set of booties is a great way um, to keep your pet safe in areas that might be really sharp, like the limestone rock that we have at Red Rock and up at Mount Charleston is actually pretty sharp. Hmm. And so you could put the booties on your dog. Yeah, definitely. So I, I put booties on my dog Harper when we go hiking and it is just the most hilarious thing watching her take those first few steps with the booties on where she's just kind of like what is this an awkward awkward prancing kind of it's the best best moment it, it totally is sometimes it's fun just to do in the house when you're you know feeling down <laughs> <laughs> yes perfect mood remedy Paula what about for the sun because I know that when I go out hiking, you know, the sun out here is pretty fierce. We get uh, some pretty intense UV rays. So do our dogs need sunscreen? Do we need to be putting little like sunglasses or hats on them? It could, depending on your dog. Um, I don't know why, but apparently I love black dogs. I've had a black poodle, two black shepherds, a black Bernese mountain dog, and um, that darker skin or darker fur really absorbs the heat. So that's something to think about too when you're going out is just will your dog be as comfortable as you are or will that really absorb in? Um, another thing with dogs right behind their nose, sometimes you'll have dogs with uh, some pink. You can see the pink skin. If you can see that pink skin, that dog could sunburn there. So I had a rescue Bernese mountain dog that had pink behind the black of the nose and I'd have to add sunscreen to that area or else she'd get a sunburned nose. Oh. Um, and they can get skin cancer just like we can. Yeah. And speaking of the sun, there's also the heat to think about. What's the guide for how much water a person should bring in? What's the guide for how much water you should bring for your dog? I would say that that's actually really variable. So I mentioned like this Bernese mountain dog. I rescued her. I thought she's going to be the best hiking dog ever. Mm-hmm. She's a Bernese mountain dog, right? Mm-hmm. I bought her a pack and, you know, took her on this great hike, six mile hike up at Mount Charleston. She barely made it out. Oh. She was she was a horrible hiker, never good, always wanted a ton of water. She couldn't handle anything in her pack. It was way too heavy for her. She'd just lay down. She just was not very good. And then I had a little 15-pound poodle who, um, you know, had done hikes over 10 miles over wow. repeatedly, over and over and over again. Huh. And um, so it's, a, it's, it's hard to kind of measure that. You just really have to kind of get to know your dog. 
dogs don't sweat like humans do. They rely on rapid breathing and panning to cool their bodies. So their cooling method is different from ours, which makes them susceptible to heat-related illnesses. One of the things that you want to watch out for with dehydration is um, an increased heart rate and dry gums. So signs of heat stroke are uh, rapid heart beat, panting, excessive salvation, and in more extreme situations, shock, coma, and um, respiratory arrest. Mm. But um, what the veterinarians will advise you to do is to cool the pet down as quick as possible. So to wet the dog's pads is a quick way to to cool them down. And like then, their paw pads? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then uh-huh. also we had a vet tell us to wet their bellies. Um, okay. And so the to put the water directly kind of on their the skin of their bellies, you want to stop cooling your dog once its body temperature is returned to normal. So you don't want to overchill your dog afterwards um, okay. to to cause um, you know a different a different problem with its body gotcha. temperature going the other way. If you're okay sharing maybe your favorite, maybe it's a top secret favorite or <laughs> just a generally kind of known favorite for each of you, I'd love to know your favorite hike with dogs. I don't know that it's necessarily my favorite, but it's one that I've done recently that I enjoyed. And that was Owl Canyon out at Lake Mead. And oh, nice. so it's a slot canyon. It's an easy to follow trail. It's close close to town. It's not overrun by people. There's shade for the dogs. And you can go as far as you want, kind of, and turn around and come back. So um, it's just a, one that you know, we've taken in the last... Oh, well, before it started to get hot, we went on it and it just came to mind because we had a good day that day. And um, that's the one I'm going to go with today. If you ask me tomorrow, I'll probably give you a completely different answer. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I love it. What about you, Paula? Um, I would say one of my favorites is Fletcher Canyon up at Mount Charleston. Um, It's it's nice because there's a little stream that runs through there. And it kind of starts off in the pine trees and then you end up crossing the stream, which the dogs always like to, you know, get their feet wet and take a drink. And then it narrows um, and then eventually you get back to where it's, you know, basically you're kind of the hike ends unless you want to kind of scramble up and rock climb from there. But I just like that. It just seems peaceful. The terrain changes a lot and I love the cooler temperatures. Some nice mm. wild flower, flowers along there too. Yeah. In the- Oh, yeah, in the springtime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very lovely. It's so nice. Well, why don't you give us a little plug for your book? Tell us the title and where people can find it. So the book is uh, Best Hikes with Dogs, Las Vegas and Beyond. It's available on Amazon. And uh, the nice thing about the book is it has the trails are rated to give you an idea on is it easy? Is it more strenuous? Is there going to be scrambling? What's the terrain going to be like? So if you have a dog that doesn't like to scramble or has kind of sensitive paws and doesn't like anything that's too sharp, then you know to kind of stay away from those hikes. The only thing is right now the book is it was published several years ago. So some trailheads are a little bit different from what's in the book, but the key information is, is still in there. Well, this has been lovely. Thank you so much for sharing your stories and your wisdom for getting out on the trails with our favorite little furry friends. Paula Jacoby-Garrett and Kimberly Reinhardt. It has been such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you, Sonia. Ah, <laughs> I can't wait for the next time that AJ takes our dog Shaka out. Uh, he does the walking. And now for some news. 
Yesterday was the hottest day of the year so far at 111 degrees. If you do plan to take your dog hiking this week, you might want to pack extra water. Uh, You guys remember that cartoon Tasmania? There was a dust devil (laughs) that hit the Luxor pool this weekend. It sent chairs flying and actually knocked people over. There's some video footage and it's twisting around TikTok and Instagram. I'm sure you guys can find it. Meanwhile, outrage in Henderson. Uh, Civil rights activists are calling for cultural sensitivity training and a public apology from the Las Vegas Garden Railway Society. Why? Because last weekend they put up a toy train display at the gallery at Sunset Mall and it showed a black man about to be hung on the gallows. The display was taken down and I'm not surprised at stuff like this anymore. I just need for people to stop denying that racism exists and derailing the work that's being done to make it stop. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Was this episode useful? Go share it with all your dog-loving friends. Then go rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe to the morning newsletter, just, you know, get all up in all of the good things. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Stay hydrated, everyone. music (laughs) that's what the music sounds like you guys